Welcome to the Question Community Broadcast. The Question is a new disruptive community that provides a gathering place for those who wonder about our complex selves, our complex world, our complex universe. We are a non-religious and inclusive community that explores the many questions surrounding truth in order to encourage you on the important journey to find your own answers. The Question Community gathers every third Sunday evening at Redbush Tea and Coffee Company in the Kensington neighborhood of Calgary, starting at 7. Information on the community is available at our website, www.thequestion.ca. You can also join the community online at our Facebook page, which is The Question, and on Twitter, at TQCom, with two M's. You're now going to hear some highlights from our community gathering where the question is asked through original arts and music as well as thought-provoking presentations. This is Frederick Tamagi. I found symmetry to be one of those words whose definitely leads to a question about meaning, like when we encounter words like democracy or love. We covered the meaning of love actually last May at another presentation. But for now, let's stick to the definition. That's pretty interesting itself. Now, symmetry is from the Greek word symmetria, which basically means agreement in dimensions, proportion, and arrangement. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Things that strike us as being symmetrical definitely seem to fit this criteria. We kind of assume that measuring the dimensions, proportion, and arrangement of something will determine if it's symmetrical or not. But in practice, the ancient Greeks viewed the meaning of symmetria in an expanded form, beyond mere mathematical measurements. Fourth century Greek sculptor Polycletus developed a revolutionary theory about the relationship between the mathematical expression and the dimensions of its symmetry and the dynamic movements of the human body. His sculptures of young Greek athletes were studies of the interplay of detail and dimension with balance and rhythm. He called this interplay symmetry. Now, the concept of symmetry changed artistic perspective forever, paved the way for the sublime works of Michelangelo, da Vinci, Rodin, and countless others. So from the very beginning, symmetry was not just a calculation. Symmetria was, as the definition says, an agreement. Symmetria was relationship. In our modern and highly calculated technological age, where we seek to measure everything, we might do well to remember that symmetria is not just a number. This may be more important than you think. Okay, so first, a quick tutorial. Our modern definition of symmetry is something like this composite description taken from several dictionaries and sources. A symmetry is similarity or exact correspondence between different things. So an example would be, history sometimes exhibits strange symmetries between different events. Symmetry is exactly similar parts facing each other or around an axis. So an example would be this figure has a line of symmetry through its center. Symmetry is harmonious arrangement, beautiful proportion and balance. That's the Greek concept of symmetria. Symmetry can be a mathematical or geometric form that determines a one-to-one -one mapping onto itself. Now, I don't know, has anyone ever heard of a Fibonacci sequence? Some of you have, right? Okay. I've, I've got an example of a, of a Fibonacci sequence there. It's a, a sequence of numbers. Now, in nature and the cosmos, Fibonacci is an amazing recurring number system. 
embedded in composition. For example, it governs both the number and arrangement of flower petals or leaves in plants. It's embedded in geometric structure. For example, it governs the evolution of spiral symmetry in seashells or ram's horns. Now, even though Fibonacci is intimately connected with symmetry, the subject actually became too big and too fascinating to attempt to cover tonight. I actually started writing about it and then decided I better stop because it was going to be about a two-hour presentation. So perhaps we'll get a chance to, to deal with this in the future. So back to the definition. Symmetry is also invariance. I'll explain this a little bit later. Invariance despite various translations or positions. Uh, the way to understand this is to think about the array of cells inside a honeycomb. That's a form of invariant symmetry. Now the first clue to the power of a message is how narrow a stream it cuts in our consciousness and then how easily it's overshadowed by other messages. Every message carries the same question. Is it just a lonely, isolated stream, or is it a tributary to a great river? The message of symmetry prompted such a question for me. Is symmetry a single form or a multi-form? Are there different kinds of symmetry? Okay, first a bit of a spoiler alert. I'm gonna to concentrate tonight on basic visual symmetry. Now the reason I say this is that the world of symmetry extends into all scientific realms and even into the spiritual realm. Physics, chemistry, biology, mathematics all have concepts of symmetry deeply embedded in their principles and practice. The iconic Taoist concept of yin and yang is a centuries old cornerstone expression of spiritual symmetry. So, because I couldn't possibly understand or effectively share all of these potential tributaries to that great river I spoke about, we'll have to settle for the more obvious visual door to the message of symmetry, hoping that that will be enough to provoke a question for you. Reflectional symmetry is also called bilateral symmetry or line symmetry or mirror symmetry. It occurs when a line is drawn to divide a shape in halves so that each half is a reflection of the other. Okay, it's reflected in a lot of humans and animals and a lot of architecture. This is the ancient heritage of symmetria in our civilization. It's so omnipresent in our surroundings that we're kind of desensitized to its presence in our lives. Bilateral symmetry drives our concepts of beauty in humans, animals and objects alike. If beauty can literally be measured, it's through measures of symmetry. Whether we're judging bodybuilders, movie stars, beauty queens, dogs, or horses, bilateral symmetry is quintessential to our personal ideals of form. It's kind of how we know normal on the physical plane. Radial symmetry occurs when radiating parts are regularly arranged around a central axis. A vertical cut through the axis on any angle produces two halves that are mirror images of each other. The wonder of radial symmetry is that whether it's a kiwi fruit or a snowflake, the expression of symmetry is both completely programmed, that's the inorganic option, and also completely individual, the organic option. Now, almost every snowflake is both symmetrical and individual at the same time. I was actually driving here today and um, there were snowflakes falling on my windshield and I was just marveling because I could actually see the individual snowflakes resting on my windshield before they melted. And it was incredible to see how individual and intricate they are. Almost every snowflake is both symmetrical and individual at the same time. Now, it's symmetrical 
because of the intrinsic electrostatic properties that bind water molecules around a nucleus. Okay? Individual, because of the specific microclimate conditions that surround each snowflake as it freezes and forms. And it's that microclimate that creates the individuality. Radial symmetry provokes its own question about how a programmed scientific form becomes a personal, even artistic, expression. Translational symmetry occurs when a figure or a focal point undergoes a movement, a shift or a slide in a specified direction or vector. By the way, for those of you who are wondering, that's a kind of broccoli on the far left of the slide. The expression of translational symmetry is constant throughout the movement or direction. The only thing that changes is its location. Translational symmetry doesn't automatically feel like symmetry because it's multi-directional. In fact, translational symmetry can seem a bit like chaos. It is arguably the most intriguing kind of visual symmetry because it could be a simultaneous expression of reflectional, radial, and spiral symmetry, depending on your perspective. Honeycombs and the works of M.C. Escher are beautiful examples of translational symmetry. Translational symmetry allows us to interact with simplicity embedded inside complexity. Translational symmetry may demonstrate that complexity is not chaos. Does anyone here like Escher? We're seeing a lot of Escher? It's, yeah, it, it's amazing. He's an amazing artist. Spiral symmetry is best expressed in three-dimensional space. It's best observed when rotating an object at a constant angular speed around its axis. Uh, while simultaneously translating the object at a constant linear speed along its axis. Spiral symmetry can be simultaneous in its horizontal, vertical, and rotational perspective. Now, this explanation I know sounds a little bit geeky. Sorry about that. But if I mentioned a barber pole uh, to you, not sure if there are any more barber poles out there, would you relate to spiral symmetry? If I mentioned a drill bit, would that register? How about DNA? How about the EM field generated by the human heart? How about a cosmic wormhole? All of these are examples of spiral symmetry. The questions about this kind of symmetry may never end. Now, this is because spiral symmetry is the most mysterious of symmetries present in our world and in the greater universe. It's not only a symmetry in the present, but as it moves and it changes, it is constantly becoming itself again. Spiral symmetry is a kind of renewable or sustainable symmetry. Beauty and harmony of form were basic characteristics of ancient Greek symmetria. But to the ancient Greeks as well, beauty and harmony of movement elevated symmetria to the sublime expression of symmetry. Some of the newest discoveries of spiral symmetry seem to touch that sublime dimension. So this is an actual photograph of Hurricane Katrina. And on the right, that's an actual photograph taken from Hubble. This is David Andrew Weeb. All right. So running was round, written around the same time as on a day like this, but it's not a song about anxiety. It's actually a song about disconnection and addiction to tech devices. I mean, I'm as guilty as anybody, but we spend so much time on our phones, and we don't talk to the people that are right in front of us or connect with the people right in front of us so often. 
Still, it's really about the age that we're in. and randomness that seem to characterize both our inner and outer worlds, 
Symmetry can be found literally everywhere that chaos is present. Think about that for a moment. From the tiniest strand of DNA to the gigantic event horizon of a cosmic wormhole, symmetry permeates our uncontrollable, random, chaotic existence. Now, in other community gatherings, we've presented and discussed the tension between coincidence and synchronicity. I have to get synchronicity into every presentation. Some of you are still probably still exploring that question. And just as we pose that question of whether synchronicity is just the exception or the alternative to coincidence, tonight we're posing a similar question. Is symmetry just the exception or is it the alternative to chaos? Now, if you've allowed yourself to enter into the debate tonight between the message of chaos and the message of symmetry, you may now be concerned about your head exploding. Which, if you remember, I said, is the usual warning sign that your interaction is about to end in favor of reaction, perhaps nuclear. Now, you'll recognize this warning sign when you find yourself thinking that uh, we've just complicated the question more by claiming there's a debate at all or even that there's a message of any kind. So before your head explodes, it's perfectly okay to push back when someone like me is thrusting an uncomfortable debate in your face. Now, I said at the beginning that I was pushing back on the message of chaos. On the other hand, I also said earlier with conviction that if one chooses the complexity is chaos option, it does not have to be defended. Just like the Areopagus in ancient Athens, this community respects all of the options that you might choose for any question, including the option of too complicated to choose. This community only wants to be all about the questions. The options and the answers should be all about you. Okay, but here's the thing. I present the message of symmetry tonight, not so much to debate with the message of chaos, but more to provoke some questions about the differences between the messages. For example, even as symmetry and chaos coexist all around us, is it possible that one state is an origin and one state is a result? Even if the universe originated from the ultimate chaos of the Big Bang, why was so much symmetry the result? By the way, this is a real picture of Saturn. This is taken by the Cassini space probe. It arrived there, it's an international effort of, I think, about 50 countries. It arrived in Saturn in 2008. It is still there, taking pictures and sending back data. This is a real picture of Saturn. Another question. So, alternatively, if symmetry is the natural origin of all things, why is chaos so often the result? You can ask the question either way, with one or the other being the origin and the result. How does it affect you when you see identical principles of symmetry? expressed in strands of DNA and cosmic wormholes or spider webs and snowflakes? Do the expressions of symmetry that are shared between living and non-living things represent a relationship or a reflection of some kind? What kind of relationship binds the living and non-living in expressions of symmetry? What is being reflected in these expressions of symmetry throughout the universe? Now, are we witnessing principle? Are we witnessing a law? Are we witnessing art? Now, there is a strong message of chaos all around us, no doubt. But tonight I've shared another possible message with you. 
the message of symmetry. Remember that I said that the power of a message is measured by how narrow a stream it cuts into our consciousness and then how easily it's overshadowed by other messages? Every message carries the same question. Is it just a lonely, isolated stream or is it a tributary of a great river? If we listen to the message of symmetry, do we just hear a gentle trickling nearby or do we hear a great roar of waters in the distance? And if symmetry is a message, what is a message? That's the end of the presentation. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. If you're interested in joining the Question community, we meet every third Sunday evening at Redbush Tea and Coffee Company in the Kensington neighborhood of Calgary starting at 7. You can participate in the online discussion on our Facebook page, which is The Question, or on Twitter at TQCom. That's at T-Q-C-O-M-M. Our website is www.thequestion.ca. Thanks again for listening, and remember that our answers are only possible because of our questions.